Hello, welcome to another episode of Wondering Wednesday. This is Donna Reesh of Character Inc. Press and Raising Kids with Character. And this is the podcast in which I answer questions that are posed to us about homeschooling, parenting, marriage, home management, teaching language arts, teaching writing, and much more. So I am going to get right into this topic today of independent work lists for all ages. This will kind of be a part one, although they'll both be standalone um, episodes, but this is kind of going to be part one of uh, a two-part in which I, first of all, this time describe to you what independent work lists are and generally speaking, how to use them with elementary children all the way up through high school. And the next one in a couple of weeks will be... um, Specifically, how to use various types of charts and planner pages and so forth with um, especially upper level students. And um, so in between that time, there will be a freebie uh, that we have on our Friday Friday freebie in which uh, you can sign up to receive completely free during the month of February 2016 starting this Friday. And um, that is a um, downloadable ebook slash slash um, printable in which I have a foreword describing a lot of the things that I'm talking about in this episode. And then I have uh, several different types of independent work lists, planner pages, and so forth that you can print off and fill in and use with your students. And so that's why the next one in a couple of weeks will be more about how to use those sheets specifically. And those will still be free at that time. So it will be something that you can print off and use. And the podcast episode will actually guide you in how to use those sheets. So um, right now, though, the questions that we often get asked are about independent work lists. Well, let me back up. The questions are really about um, what to do with children who do not do all of their work or what to do when uh, you get busy with somebody else and your kids are loose (laughs) and things are not happening that are supposed to be happening during the school day or um, how to get your kids motivated to do all of their work every day and not leave things undone. So those are a lot of the questions that were asked. And um, so, but our answer is the independent work list. And so generally speaking, first of all, you need to decide what all you would like to include on an independent work list. Um, This could be just the things that they could be called independent work list or they could be called daily duties. Um, I've adopted the daily duties later in life, but when my younger, older kids were little, they called it their independent work list. Um, But I just really love alliteration. So daily duties is what I would call it if I were uh, talking to my kids about their daily work. And I would divide it up. I would call it daily duties for chores and daily duties for school Um, or just chore session or whatever. And I have a lot of podcast episodes and a lot of material about chore sessions, about age appropriate chores, about uh, setting up chore schedules and so on and so forth, uh, including some that are in the links and including a new um, ebook downloadable called age appropriate chore charts. So um, that's also available. But let's uh, focus away from chores because I've talked about those a lot in the last uh, month or so and instead focus on just schoolwork. Now, when you're talking about what all you want to include in the 
daily duties. Um, the question is, do you want to just include only independent work or do you want to include anything that the child does in a given day? So if he's supposed to do a lab with his sister or if he's supposed to meet with you or he's supposed to do a piano less practice or piano lessons or something. And so that's one decision that you need to make uh, ahead of time. Another one is about what type of chart or printable that you're planning to use. Um, as I said, we have the free ebook, uh, Daily Duties, Independent Work List for Students, and that has several different types of charts that are all really good depending on whether you want to base it on time blocks, on um, order of importance, if you're trying to teach time management by having a start time and an end time, just several different types of charts that are helpful for different uh, scenarios. Um, but uh, with that, you have to decide what kind of chart or printable or a format your child's daily duties will be in. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the element in the two different age groups. But that's another decision that has to be made. Uh, you should also, generally speaking, explain to the child, if, especially if it's new, if you haven't done this prior to this time, that this is his daily accountability. This is his his way of being accountable every day for what he's supposed to do. And um, with that, we always reinforce the concept that school is our child's occupation. Um, we told our kids that um, uh, daytime is for learning and work and nighttime is for family and fun. And that school is their occupation and that that is what they were supposed to be doing during the day. School, learning, reading, growing, working, serving, um, helping. Those are the things that their days were supposed to be filled with because they are students. And that's what a student should be about um, during the daytime. And then we move into something that we talk extensively about in our Raising Kids with Character Parenting Seminar. And that is the Expectation Explanation. And um, if you've heard us speak, you might be tired of hearing this, but it is your responsibility as a parent to explain all expectations to your child so that he always knows what the expectations are. So with that, the expectation explanation with the daily duties list is that nothing else will happen until this is done. Now, if you enforce this from the beginning and then you reinforce it as it comes up, as you have problems with it and so forth, um, that will go a lot better for you. What I mean by that is that, um, especially nowadays where the internet is at their fingertips and, you know, just like we're supposed to be doing something, typing up a recipe or something, the next thing you know, we're, um, you know, watching an alligator swallow a tractor tire on YouTube. Um, but we're supposed to be doing you know, what we're supposed to be doing and we get sidetracked and our children even more so because everything is available at their fingertips and they don't even have the self-control that we have. And we have trouble with that as adults. And so, um, you want to be sure that you have uh, nothing else until this list is done. Now, of course, if you build in breaks into your school days, those are fine, you know, to, to, have it set the timer for 30 minutes. I used to have my kids set a timer, set the timer for 30 minutes. This is your lunch break. You eat during this time and you can watch YouTube videos, NFL clips, you know, read your book, whatever you want to do, but then it's back to school. And, um, but when I say that the expectation explanation is that nothing else should happen until this list is done, that means that he doesn't go play with somebody. He doesn't watch a television show. He doesn't watch a movie. He doesn't play video games. He doesn't um, chat with friends. He doesn't text friends. 
you know, that he doesn't do his fun things until his list is done. You want to be sure that you keep your charts updated and ready. Um, when you, if you don't have the next chart made, you know, that's going to take time into your school day when the child should be working. Uh, there's just not a lot of direction. Things get too loosey goosey. Um, you know, so you just want to be sure that you're always uh, ready with the charts, that they're updated and that they're ready to go. Uh, next is to enlist your husband's help whenever necessary. Um, with this, you know, it could be that you want to sit down together and present the daily duties list and or chart or whatever it is that you've decided to do, or that you want, um, you know, your husband to help you step in when, when there's a problem and something is not being uh, finished, a chart is not being done, uh, things are being skipped and so forth. I will say that um, in the links, there's also one of our new um, downloadable products called Consequence Pies, and um, that is a freebie during February, or maybe that was a freebie during January. Anyway, that was a freebie, and if it's still there, you can get it for free. If not, I think it's $2 or $2.50. I know... Um, it's not free anymore because we've sold a lot in the last couple of days. So evidently the time was up for the freebie uh, because we put our freebies up every Friday uh, for that month. And then at the end of the month, they go down and new freebies start to come up. So uh, that was a January freebie. But that Consequence Pies will, is something that could really be utilized well with the daily duties if you're having trouble with the child not following through. Because that is the type of thing that the consequence pies are made for. The types of behaviors that are routine behaviors. So you might want to check that out at our store. And also check out our YouTube channel, um, Character Inc. Donna, Character Inc. Press Donna Reach, I believe it's called. And uh, we have just recently made, it's not up yet because I'm having trouble getting it uploaded, but we just recently made a product video for the consequence pies that teaches you how to use that uh, product. So check back on those things to get some more help there. And um, lastly, be sure that the independent list is really an independent list. What I mean by that is that uh, you don't want to have it be such that it has things listed that he needs you for all the time. Now, you, as I said, you have to decide, do you want every subject and everything he does, his meeting with you and so forth on there? But those things are just there so that after he meets with you, he checks it off and he has a full, his full picture of his whole day. Um, but be sure that the things that you put on there that you say are independent really can be done independently. Um, you know, so that there's not a lot of frustration for him because he has this chart and this has to be done, but the math page really isn't independent. You don't have a meeting. You haven't set up your meeting together. You haven't had your tutoring session or your, your math meeting or whatever you call it yet. And so just be sure that if you tell him that, you know, these things should be done independently and you should be able to get it out, do it, turn it in, grade it, check it, whatever the, the a task requires, that it really is independent. All right, I have the categories divided into elementary or before and junior high and high school. I realize that there is a lot of difference between like a kindergartner and a fifth grader and even then a seventh grader and a 12th grader, um, but hopefully you'll see how uh, these things are somewhat fluid and how they uh, link together. <clears throat> First of all, on the elementary or before, 
you can really start a daily duties or an independent work list at any age. Uh, once your child is doing anything at all uh, for school. Um, we actually started out many years ago with the uh, morning routine chart first. And I talk about that a lot at the blog. And I talk about it a lot in all of the podcast episodes that have to do with toddlers and preschoolers. And home management, uh, turning your day from chaos into... Um, uh, organization and so on and so forth. So I talk a lot about that. I also talk about it in the five homeschooling problems and solutions. So I talk a lot about how to, uh, initiate that morning routine, getting your day started really, really well, both for you as well as for the children. And, um, so that was the very first thing that we began with. And then of course we moved into the chore charts, which I uh, mentioned earlier and which we have a lot of information about at the blog and on podcast episodes. And um, at first, we use these little cards called Chorganizer cards, and they have children doing various tasks. And so we just put um, a card, a, a, a little card with the child doing something, First of all, we put it on a game board. That was really cute. And we put that on a game board for the children's morning routine. And they moved their little character along with that little tacky stuff on the back. And moved it along. And that way they knew how they were progressing on their morning routines. And um, then we had chore charts. And we used those same little chore organizer cards to create chore charts. And there are a lot of uh, various types of chore charts out there uh, that work really well. <clears throat> and then... Um, after that, we started with the uh, daily duties or the independent work list. And with our small children, because we homeschooled a variety of ages a lot, for a long time, the younger kids would often be a part of what we were doing school-wise. And so they would join us for unit studies. And of course, they joined us for Bible time in the mornings and story time in the afternoon was actually dedicated in large part to them. And so uh, they actually got their independent work list very early. And we used those same uh, chore organizer chart, chore organizer cards, or else we cut out pictures of things that we did not have cards for and made them a little picture independent work list. So that's why I say that this can actually be started much earlier. And their independent work list at, you know, three, four, and five uh, included things like silent reading time when they got their library book basket out and just looked at books, listening to a uh, story tape, doing a book and tape set, um, doing um, Geo, Geo Safari for kids, um, Mass Safari for, for small children. Those were <laughs> way pre-computer days. They were hand little lap things, kind of like leapfrog that type of thing, uh, that they would do every day. They would do activity cards that went with those. Um, coloring pages, we always had educational coloring books, and usually they were themed with what we were doing in unit studies so they could sit and color, um, you know, an Indian um, educational coloring book while we were studying about Indians in our unit studies. And I'm trying to think of what else was on that really young independent list. Oh, like Ready Writer. Um, of course, now, you know, you can do I, different iPad app, apps that the child could do for independent work time. And so we actually started independent work list very early. So it wasn't 
a transition for them. When they started school, their list just grew and they dropped some of the pictures as they were able to learn to read and so forth. So you can start it early and have that something, have that as something. If you've heard me talk about preschoolers in a lot of podcast episodes and a lot of information at the blog because preschoolers are just absolutely amazing. So I just love to talk about them all the time. I have several workshops about preschoolers that we do at homeschool conventions and uh, we have a, a you know, a good chunk of the beginning part of our parenting seminar dedicated to toddlers and preschoolers. But um, on those, in those sources, uh, you will find uh, a lot of information about um, structuring your preschooler's day and about uh, how a day looks so long and big to a preschooler. And so uh, the independent work list really breaks that up. You know, the child, the preschooler would have his morning routine list and then his chore list and Bible time with you and then his independent work list and then his free time activities. And, and it just really makes happy preschoolers. They just, they get bored. They don't know what to do. They um, are often bothering mom and older siblings during school. And it's really not their fault. It's just that they have eight or 10 hours a day to fill and, and they, you know, have a hard time filling it. So uh, that is an idea for that. Now, moving into the type, um, you can use a chart definitely with elementary kids. You could do some kind of picture chart on the computer and print it off and have a different one for each week uh, and then just have the days across the top and then they just put an X on it or put a sticker on it or whatever when they've completed it. You can have like a chart where they put an X on with a wipe and write marker. That's a chart that's laminated. Um, that you would reuse, or you can have a chart that you print every week, or you could have, um, if they're able to read, of course, um, an independent list like you'll find in the freebie, um, where you just list the tasks and they mark it off. So you have some decisions to make with, even with the chart, the printables, you want to decide, do you want that loose, like on a clipboard, or do you want that bound in some way, or do you want it in a binder? So there are a lot of uh, things to think about with that. And I hope you'll join me in a couple weeks when I go through the ebook and I'll have pictures on the handout uh, to show you in case you don't have the ebook, but to show you, you know, how to utilize these different types of um, charts and planner pages and so forth. But, you know, there are some things to consider like loose papers. Do you want loose papers or is it no big deal if you just have that one independent list on a clipboard and you can get different colors of flat clipboards. I love those things. I have a dozen of them. I use them. Uh, I call it my clipboard, um, clipboard work system where I put each of my different projects on a different clipboard, um, different books that I'm writing, uh, podcasts, you know, I have a Plexus podcast, Plexus to feel great. And then I have a, uh, this podcast, and then I have an audio blog at Plexus. So just different things. And they're all on different clipboards, my downloads that I'm writing and so forth. Um, but you know, maybe it's no big deal to have one piece of paper on a one clipboard for the week. And, um, or do you want to have it bound, you know, like where you would take it to Office Depot and have a spiral bound, and then they just turn the page and they use a different one each day. Um, if you do that, I do recommend that you put some kind of a little bit heavier cover on because um, a lot of times the pages that you bind, then they can just get very loose. Um, the booklet can be awkward to, to use and carry around if it's too bendable and loose. Also, um, 
you know, with the wipe and write, you know, is, you know, is that a very good way to measure it? Just, does it get erased? You know, that type of thing. Um, or, you know, with the charts, if you have a colored chart, do you want to print that every week? That's another expense. So these are just some things to, to think about and some, a little bit of the pros and cons. Um, I personally, for the upper level, and I'm going to talk about that in just a minute, I really prefer the clipboard method because they can each have their own color clipboard, uh, you know, red, blue, green, black, you know, those are all available at the office supply store or the wholesale club, Sam's Costco. And you can just, you know, have that one sheet on there and it's, not a loose piece of paper that can get lost very easily. Um, but then with the younger kids, you know, you also have to consider whether you have readers or non-readers with the younger ones too. Um, and with, with the readers and non-readers, I did mention about the preschoolers, but also just because your child, you know, might not be a reader yet. And especially if he's a late reader, you want to be sure that he has an independent work list. And so you can draw stick figures of what it's supposed to be or put pictures of his, you know, of the library book basket. I remember what one of my very first chore charts for my kids, um, was back in the day when it wasn't easy to develop pictures and do everything that we do now it was just, I took those old photo album pages and I, um, removed them from a three ring binder photo album and the kind that you lifted up and it kind of went, you know, when you pulled it up and then you pushed it back down and it stuck around the pictures. And I took pictures of the children doing various chores. Oh my word. It's just so incredibly cute. I can still see some of those pictures in my mind and I still have a lot of those pictures and, um, oh, what memories. Anyway, yeah, you're going to make me cry again on this podcast. I know it's not your fault, but it feels like, no. So anyway, you, I put their pictures doing the various jobs and I divided the toy room up into sections and each, um, each page had a different section of the toy room and they would each get a page out of the scrapbook, out of the photo album to go clean. Um, you could definitely do something like that with pictures of him doing his different tasks or with pictures of his, the front, like, you know, take a picture of the app that he's supposed to do, take a picture of the book and tape set together, take a picture of the adventures and odyssey he's supposed to listen to, take a picture of the, um, uh, white, the ready writer or whatever that he's supposed to work on, take a picture of his coloring book cover, you know, and you can just put that on something like that, laminate it and hey, you can check it off. Um, with a, with a wipe off marker. So there are a lot of options, even if you have non-readers. And like I said, especially if you have late readers, because they already feel behind in school. So to not have an independent work list, if your older kids have one, is just another strike against them. You know, I can't read, so I don't get an independent list, you know. Um, and also, it we have a tendency to limit non-readers in what they can learn. That's why I talk about in my reading workshops, and my and I have some podcast episodes about it too, and I also have a lot of blog posts about it. Um, but that's why I talk about in those how it's important to fill in the gaps for your child during that time. So you don't want to um, have him only learn what he can read if he's a struggling reader, third grade, fourth grade, and he's still you know he's struggling along, and maybe he's only reading at a first or second grade level. That is. That is a really good time to bring in unit studies. That's a really good time to get textbooks that are maybe a little at his listening level, a higher level than what he can read, but what he can comprehend, that that listening level is crucial. Get 
materials at his listening level and read them to him um, because you want learning to continue to go on even when he can't decode slash read himself. So um, having independent work for the non-reader is very important and you especially can use that opportunity in the independent work list to have a lot of literacy activities. And so, you know, he would have a book and tape set. He would have a chapter book that he listens to on audio. Um, he would have, you know, games and apps for science and stuff like that so that he has a lot of content, even though his reading level isn't that high. All right. I want to move on to the order of these charts because this can be very confusing and, uh, kind of hard to figure out because you have, uh, a couple of things to consider. Do you want the day or the list laid out in the order of importance? Or do you want it laid out in the time of day, like, you know, chronologically? Or do you want it in sections by subject or some combination of those? And some of the charts that we have in the freebie are set up so that you can use them either by subject or by time. And um, so... This is a good thing, especially for the younger kids. When you're, when you're laying out the elementary and even the beginning middle school, when you're laying out their work, is to do a few things that help with the accountability. The first thing is order of importance. I put my kids as charts in the order that things had to be done so that, um, generally speaking, actually I had like divided most important, next important, next important, and then they could work within that that section, you know, in their own way, if they wanted to do, you know, their math drill before their geo safari, so to speak, or their penmanship before their, um, uh, math safari or something that was fine. Um, but that really helps them. Well, it helps, it helps a lot of things. And you've heard me, if you've heard me speak before, talk about how nothing is wasted. Everything that you do with and for your child right now builds upon their future so that they can bring it to their next experience and their next experience and their next experience. And so when you are laying this out, you know, it might seem like, oh, why do I have to, you know, be so particular about laying it out? But when you lay it out in order of importance, you are teaching your child prioritizing. You're teaching him how to take the most important things and put them first in the day and then the next and then the next. If you lay it out in the time of day, then you are helping him see that this is how much you can get done in your morning block. This is how much you can get done in your noontime block. This is how much you can get done in an afternoon block. If you lay it out by subject, you are helping him see at a glance, okay, I have three math things. I have calendar work, I have math drill, and I have my math lesson after I have my math meeting. And so math meeting would be four if you're putting the things he does with you also. And that would all go under math. Language, you might have studies, his spelling, um, his vocab, his editor duty, his outlining, his copy work, you know, especially if you're using one of our programs that have a lot of those different elements built into them. And um, so all of those things are teaching your child all the time. But you have to decide which way is the most important. The way I did it was kind of a combination of them. I would put um, first most important, next most important, next most important. And those were sections, but those were also time blocks. So, you know, with that, it was everything in this time block and then everything in this time block. 
And then, you know, I would put, you know, the six or eight things that were most important for the morning block, you know, in the first section. And then the six or eight things that are most important for the next block of time. And they didn't, they could go over to the next block of time early, you know, but they weren't supposed to go out of the first block into the next block until they finished all the tasks in the first block. So I hope that makes sense. And if you're able to get the freebie and, and download it and take a look, you'll see what I mean. But you can divide that up however you want um, and help your child learn to prioritize and learn, um, you know, to see his day at a glance and so forth. All right. There are some things that will be on the chart that won't be so cut and dried. So you might have one math drill page, you know, um, one math lesson, copy one paragraph of the passage, um, you know, study spelling words using the success spelling secret sheet. That's another download that we have, um, at our store and, and so on. But then there are other things like, um, maybe, um, an app that you want them to do, or in our case, GeoSafari, MassSafari, maybe coloring is something that, you know, you don't want them to color one full page a day. We used to have these very intricate educational coloring books and they took a long time to color and they used colored pencils and they did them while I was reading aloud. And so, you know, that was something that would say on their chart, educational coloring book while mom reads aloud because it wasn't something that I wanted them to take an hour out of the school day to do. Um, you know, they needed to do it while I was reading. Um, but there are some things that would be more generic. And so for those things, you can assign a time like, you know, 15 minutes of math safari, you know, 15 minutes of ready writer math, uh, ready writer, uh, iPad app, you know, whatever. And then they can use timers. And I talk about timers all the time too. I am really, really addicted to timers. And for you parents, I talk about, um, the timer plus the task list. So check that out. If you're having trouble getting things done or you need help, some, some help with the efficiency. Um, next is, do you want it to have everything on it? Like, do you want it to have all of their music lessons or their music practice, Bible quizzing and all of that? Or do you want it also to have chores and stuff built into this as opposed to a separate chore chart, which I kind of don't recommend because um, chores are every single day. Whereas sometimes if you have a field trip or whatever in the afternoon, you might block, you might say we're only doing the first block. We're only doing the first and second block or whatever. And then the time to turn it in. You need a time when, when it is, when it is turned in, when it's completed, when he reports to you, however you want that set up, but that you know, nothing else is done until that time as far as free time activities are concerned and that he doesn't, um, you know, just mark it off and put it in a drawer that needs to come back to you. That's, a, you know, a time when you signify that his independent work uh, ends for that day. And usually we had another chore session after that and then they could have free time. So um, just a lot of things to consider in the elementary and maybe on into some of the middle school levels. Moving into junior high and high school, um, the first thing to consider is what changes you need to make during this time period. For example, you know, usually high schoolers and even junior high kids aren't too um, keen on cutesy little charts and things. And also, at this stage, it's really better if they have a document of some sort. So whether that is a planner, um, the uh, a chart on a clipboard, something uh, that he fills in as he goes, 
any number of things, and this is these are the types of things that are in the um, daily duties um, independent work list for all ages. That really is the, a lot of these types that a junior high and high school student are the ones that are in that document and that I'll be explaining in a couple of weeks. So anyway, hopefully... Um, you know what? I think that's going to be a YouTube video, but that will be a Wondering Wednesday, um, a Wondering Wednesday offering in a couple of weeks. So, but the freebie is this Friday and all the whole month of February, 2016, and there'll be different kinds. Now, one of those is like a fill in as he goes kind of planner. This is, um, you can use something simple like that you get at the office supply store or Walmart even that has all of the days listed. And then he lists all of his, um, homework and, uh, stuff in there as he goes, um, a planner that you set up ahead of time for him that shows what he's supposed to do in all subjects each day. That's another idea. Um, at, you know, one of the, either of those two ideas are not broken down by time by, um, order of importance, by block schedules, or by um, priorities. So, you know, moving into something that independent, you want to be sure that your child is ready for that and really will handle that well and, um, you know, can manage his time well enough to have the whole day and this whole planner of page of stuff to do and can really do it without... Um, you know, needing somebody to check in with him and so forth, or without needing the time broken down for him or whatever. Um, you know, there are ways to, to, you know, move into from the more, um, training wheel types of planner, uh, or independent work list into the blank planner where he fills it in or whatever. And, um, some of those are like, if you say a certain, um, number of things have to be done by lunchtime or, um, you know, you haven't color code in some way and, you know, these things are done by lunch or, or whatever. I mean, d definitely all ways to teach, um, a lot of responsibility, independence and so forth. Um, then the next thing to consider with this age is to, to consider creating this together. Once our kids got into junior high, uh, we, would let them go through homeschool catalogs and pick out supplementary things that we would get for them for school. We would take them to the homeschool conventions with us in their upper grades and they would look at books and pick out things uh, that they enjoyed. You know, usually it was all supplementary because, um, you know, we kind of knew what we wanted for everybody as far as their regular subjects were concerned. But that, you know, they were starting to take ownership of their school, of course. And the same thing is true of the independent work list where we would create together, you know, what things do you think you should do early in the day? You know, when you're freshest, what things do you think, would be, you know, would be better to save till after lunch? Um, you know, I know you keep wanting to put math later, but I also know that it's really hard for you to get it done in the afternoons or, you know, whatever the case might be that you can walk through this verbally with your child and, you know, come up with his list together. Consider all of the elements um, from before, from the earlier grades. I'll just repeat uh, these quickly. That school is your occupation. Um, 
you know, how you want to go in section by section or order of importance. Again, just helping him learn to prioritize, um, you know, potentially putting everything on a clipboard and having one sheet that's on a hard surface. He can write on it easily, but he can also find it easily when it's missing and you can color code those according to the number of kids you have too. Um, and then the no exceptions. Now, when I say no exceptions, you know, it's not like you never waver and you don't have any change of plans or anything like that. Um, but we always told our kids that until they're characterized by faithfulness in something, then they weren't allowed to have exceptions. And, um, we actually have a podcast episode, um, it's called 10 Ways to Stay Close uh, During Intense Training Periods, I think it is. And if you are in a season with your junior high and high school kid where you feel like all you're doing is training and punishing, rewarding consequences, that type of thing, then you might want to listen to that podcast episode. I think it's called 10 Ways to Stay Close During Intense Training Times. Um, because it can feel like, you know, a lot of times, you know, where you're just if he's not completing his independent work list, if he's not completing his chores, if he's, you know, not working diligently and stuff, that it does feel like sometimes to the child that you're just on him, so to speak, all the time. Anyway, that, I don't know where that came from because I don't think it's in the show notes at the end, but that is another helpful podcast episode if you are at that stage. But when I talk about no exceptions, I don't mean that you never make any exceptions or any changes, but we told our kids that until they were characterized by faithfulness in whatever, the daily duties list, whatever it might be, that there were no changes, that they needed to prove themselves faithful first. And, you know, once our kids were faithful in something, we told them, you know what? You can ask us anything. We'll probably let you do it. We'll probably let you change it this time, whatever it might be, because you're so faithful all the time that we know that if you need to change something for some reason, or you need an exception, it's really, it's really needed. And, but until that level of faithfulness is achieved, then too many exceptions and too many, you know, okay, well, we just won't do that today. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess you can skip that. Oh, you want to stop early and go, you know, play basketball or whatever. And, and when he hasn't established himself as a faithful daily duty person, then uh, you'll never establish that faithfulness. So be very careful about exceptions. Um, depending on the type of chart you're using, you might want to leave blanks for uh, seasonal things. So, you know, and also while I'm at this subject, we're talking about seasonal is that I said earlier, you know, always have the new charts ready or whatever, you know, so that everything's always, you know, ready to go. So you're not having a, a day when there's no independent list and, and things are too loose, but, or a week or however long it takes you to catch up. But, um, with that too, things will be different during different seasons. You know, if your child has a job where he works in the fall and the spring a lot, you know, or when the weather is nice, he works outside, then that might change his independent list. And you have to be ready to, to change seasonally. And then this uh, tip was actually to leave blank for se blanks for seasonal things. So, you know, if it's, you know, holiday baking, you know, you can leave some blanks for that. If it is, um, uh, you know, a spring job or a drama or something like that, then that will change the schedule and change, you know, the whole order of everything and the number of items even too. Um, there are also going to be instances in which you have non-dailies and what you can, 
what you need to do with these. This can be very confusing. I know I was confused by it a lot of times because it was like, uh, do I put it on a certain day if you have a daily chart? Um, or do I just put it on a, in another place for weekly? Now, there are a couple of charts that we have in the free, in the ebook, um, in the down, the ebook download called uh, Daily Duties, um, where there are places for weeklies. And so you can just list those weeklies and then uh, have them put boxes for the number of times, or you can put boxes for the number of times that that has to be done. And so you can do that where you have separate for the weeklies, or you can put it in the dailies and just, color in or X in the spaces for the days that he doesn't do it. Um, you know, so that he knows that this is a three day a week task and this is a two day a week task and so forth. Um, so there are a couple of ways to handle those non dailies. Uh, keep in mind that if your junior high student or your, uh, high schooler even is not very responsible and independent work that you don't make the change too drastically or too quickly from, what you were doing with your younger kids to what he's doing now. Everything, you know, has to be a learning process and everything is built upon previous skills that were achieved and, um, you know, all of these things. That, and, and there are different types of charts for all of these reasons. But you don't want to go from, you know, something like cutesy chart on the refrigerator to a completely independent lesson plan. You know, you want to, to move gradually into the more independent types. And you also want to be sure that if you have a junior high, high, school, high student that you're moving into a different chart or your high schooler maybe who isn't as um, strong in his daily duties or his independence yet, that you have smaller chunks. So instead of uh, like I know my girls were completely different. They were older than my boy, my little boys, and we had one older son. And then three girls and then three boys. So um, the girls, you know, their independent list, you just like, you can give them a blank, you know, lesson plan. They they could fill it in and just stay on task all day. It was just, you know, really easy once they got to be, you know, 11, 10 or 11 or 12 even. Um, and then the little boys, that wasn't the case. And so with them, I had to give them smaller chunks. I talk about this a lot in chores, how, you know, just giving the boys a complete chore list and saying, go do this and come back to me didn't work. And, you know, I'd find them wrestling. There were three of them, you know, and they would, they were crazy, you know, they were awesome, crazy awesome. And, you know, they would be rolling around on the floor instead of, you know, doing their chores or they would be, you know, playing with Legos. They get sidetracked, you know, they're kids and they're boys to boot. And there were three of them. Did I mention that? And so, um, with them, I couldn't just give a complete chore chart like that. So I devised this room groom dress mess system. And I talk about that in the ebook, Age Appropriate Chores, um, the download. But uh, the same thing is true with the um, daily duties or the independent work list that, you know, to give them, okay, this is your work list for the morning. You know, and we're talking about a three or four hour block. That was just too much, you know especially for a couple of them who were especially side, who were especially sidetracked and stuff. And so, you know, that you want to think in smaller chunks, you know, so you might want to say, you know, this is your nine to 11 block. And I talk about block scheduling also a lot at the blog and in some of the podcast episodes, how instead of saying, you know, eight to eight thirty, eight thirty 30 to nine, instead you say, you know, the early morning block eight to 10, the mid morning block 10 to 12, the noontime block 12 to two, the afternoon block, two to four, the 
late afternoon block, four to six or early, you know, whatever, however you want to divide it up. But you might want to, to not do such big chunks of time before they report back to you. And then also just more reporting. You know, the, you might not just be able to look at everybody at noon and see how everybody's doing. You know, you might have to say, okay, every hour or two, I want you to come and find me and bring me your chart, you know, so we can go over and see how you're doing. That's also why there is one in the um, ebook downloads of um, that has start and finish times. I'm going to talk about that a lot more uh, on the video when I go through the different kinds of charts. So just, you know, think about the independence level when deciding how the reporting needs to be and how the chart needs divided and how much, um, you know, they can be completely independent with. Uh, again, all things on it, you know, are you going to put all of their, all of their extras, um, whether they are, you know, working out, um, whether they're going to a job, you know, uh, the curriculum that we used, we had to keep track of hours. We had to keep track of school hours and then like routine hours. So it was a little bit different that, you know, the academic hours were a certain thing. And then, um, you know, we also kept track of the routine things that they did all the time, um, just because it was a, like a whole program. And I liked that part of it because we considered, because it went along with my philosophy of school is daytime is for learning. And, um, you know, everything is school that you're doing, you know, everything is learning, everything is educational, uh, but also consider how much, how many things you want to put on it. Maybe he doesn't want all of that on that. Maybe, you know, working out and Bible quizzing are two things that he just does every morning and it's just, you know, he doesn't want it on a chart. So those are things to consider too. And then also with the time slots, um, consider whether, uh, he needs to record any times of things or whether he's, you know, really using his time wisely and so forth. So there are just a lot of things to think about in creating the daily duties list or the independent work list. And I just encourage you to do it. I just encourage you to um, have all of your kids on this protocol because it is just amazing how much independence they can gain, how many skills they can learn from it, and how much better your day will go when everybody has their own independent list. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been Donna Reesh with Wandering Wednesday um, podcast episode. Um, I will say that we are changing the format up a little bit. So some of the Wandering Wednesdays will be podcast episodes and some of them will be videos. So uh, subscribe to our blog, Character Inc. blog. It's also called Raising Kids with Character. You can get to it either way. Uh, subscribe to the blog so that you can get all of the updates and the um, Wondering Wednesdays will all be there, whether they're podcast episodes or videos, they will all be there on Wednesdays. Um, hopefully this is a Thursday. Um, anyway, and um, uh, there's definitely no fault of my assistant. That was just, uh, I just got behind this week. So, and um, also the freebie Fridays, you know, subscribe to either the blog or the newsletter and you'll get those every Friday. And uh, be sure that if you want anything of the Freebie Fridays in a given month, that you get those downloaded before the end of the month, before they go go away. Most of the things that we offer are freebies that are between 2 and, you know, $10, 2 and $6, most of them. I think there's only like one $10 item, but uh, 2 and $6 at our store or at Teachers Pay Teachers, Teachers Notebook, Kerclick, as well as a character ink store. 
So, I mean, you can definitely buy it. But if you want to try to cash in on the freebies, definitely check it out before the end of the month and download any of those that you want. Check out the links at the end of the handout here. I hope you have the handout in front of you, by the way. Um, if not, that's at the Character Drink blog also. Um, I don't believe that's at iTunes. So um, you'll need to, to get that at the blog. And... Um, Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Check out our samples of Meaningful Composition. We have grades 4 through 11 um, up right now. Uh, 4 through 10 plus a 12th grade one. Um, so anyway, just a lot of in one 11th grade one. So 4 through 10th plus an 11th to 12th grade book. Also, be on the lookout for our new downloads. We're getting ready to create some new fun writing books. Write on Peter Pan and write on Mowgli. So uh, a lot happening at Character Inc. blog and Character Inc. store. So check us out. Thanks a lot.